Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music, episode 107, the fair use episode. This episode is not fair use, that's just a thing I said. This week, very excited to have part two with Kim Ware. Kim Ware used to be a singer-songwriter out of Georgia, but now she is back to Western North Carolina. This episode is going to feature a mix of live recordings from Kim when she was here at Static Age Records in Asheville, and also some studio tracks that she has been kind enough to send. Kim is working on a new album that's going to come out in 2021, and she actually uh, just released a single, which you will find a link to in the show notes. Kim usually performs under the name The Good Graces, either as a solo performer or with a collection of musicians, including very often as a full band. Or with a full band. She can't perform as a full band. Maybe she can. In any case, the best place to find her is at thegoodgraces.org, or you can just search The Good Graces on Facebook and Instagram and all those places. And again, we're going to have links to uh, her social media and places to get her music in the show notes. Of course, I want to send out a special thank you to Static Age Records in Asheville for allowing us to record there. You can find them at staticagerecords.biz. Here's Kim Ware. One, two, one, two, three, four. You bloom when we least expect it, but we should have expected, because you bloom every year. As the kitties brush past you And they don't have to ask you To make room for them here Spider Lily I wanna keep you safe Stay Expected, 
We should have expected that you couldn't stay here. Wish you could have stayed here. Spider Lily was written as a gift for a good friend of mine. And she had a dog named Lily. And Lily passed away in, um, it was around, it was about a year ago. It was around this time last year. And the day after Lily passed away, I noticed a spider lily flower had popped up in my front yard. Are you familiar with that flower? It's my favorite flower. Um, you've probably seen them. You just don't realize it. It's got a very straight green stalk. And then at the top, it um, here I am again using my hands on a podcast. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see the left. Imagine, imagine your two hands together. The like It really kind of looks like that in it. It looks a bit like a spider, kind of. Um, they're usually like a... The ones I've seen are usually a really pretty pink or orange. Yeah, pinkish orange. But they they bloom every year. They pop up in the very same place at the very same time, and they're only around for a couple of weeks. And I, I thought it interesting that, you know, the day after Lily the dog had passed away, the spider Lily had popped up in my yard. So just kind of was, you know, ruminating on that whole life when I was, you know, one life ending, another one beginning sort of thing. And my friend Andy, Lily's like human mom, her birthday was coming up um, just about a week or so, a couple weeks maybe after that. And I thought I'm going to write this for her as kind of like a gift, a birthday gift. So that's, that's where that came from. And I, when I recorded it, I recorded it, I was in the middle of making the new album. And I, so I went to the studio and I was like, I want to re- record this really quickly for my friend. And so I like did the vocals and the guitar and, you know, at the same time. And it was, just, it was really quick because it was, you know, the intention was just to make it really intimate and personal and then give it to her. Um, but she really liked it. And Aaron and Nancy at the studio, they really liked it. And so I decided, I thought it filled a really good, um, space on the album because there's a a lot going on on a lot of the songs a lot of instrumentation and stuff and this one is just acoustic guitar vocals and then my friend Andrew plays pedal steel so I was like oh it'll be good to have something more kind of stripped back so I ended up including it on the album after all Uh, how many albums have you recorded um five five full lengths and then a few EPs okay what are they all called what are they all called? Okay, let's see my first see, you name them like your my children. first full length was called Sunset Over Saxopa Hall. The second is called Drawn to You. The third was Close to the Sun. Fourth was Set Your Sights, and then the fifth is the new one Pros and Consciousness. The EPs are called Wildcat Creek and Bring on the Tambourines. Those are all recorded as the Good Graces. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gold. And he 
made sense He seemed to understand things Even though we never could And where others might find fault He only saw the good There's no crop left to tend to Can he find pride in anything? His words were So I'm a member of a group on Facebook called Theme Music. I'm not as active as I used to be, but the premise behind Theme Music is every two weeks a new theme is announced. And you can write a song based on the theme or you can cover someone else's song, you know, that fits the theme. And you make a video. Some people just do like a really like straight to their phone, you know, a really quick and dirty video. Some people do these fully produced like amazing videos so i've been part of that group for about four or five years now and a couple of years ago for like the holidays we do a secret santa theme music and basically let's say that you're a member you would you would get randomly assigned to pick a song for like one song for th- for three different a different song for three people so you might say okay i need to pick a song for kim to cover and i need to pick a song for mark to cover and i need to pick a song for fred to, whatever you know and so you kind of the idea is you you think well what would i like them to what would i like to hear them do or whatever you know what kind of styles do they typically do what whatever but then you also everybody that's participating also throws in three fake song, like made up song titles. And so 
basically if you're if you participate in it then you're obligated to um within i think i think a month at least do one of the songs that was assigned to you or or write something for one of the fake titles and you can do more than that you know and, and you have and actually you have an entire year to, if you want to do all of them one year i did all of them a couple years ago i think i maybe just did one or two one of them was the song that was assigned to me one of the fake titles was his name was the color that i loved and as soon as i saw it i was like that needs to be a country song uh-huh. like that that just it just is, it's a great title you know it's so like yeah. evocative so um i at the time i was I had not really written many songs that weren't breakup songs. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, what is this going to be? Because it's like, it's start, starting with a title like that. It, I don't think it's going to be anything that personal. So I kind of crowdsourced the story about it. I asked people to tell me about a person that had like a really profound effect on them, but maybe that person was just very unassuming and like might not have even realized it, you know? And so I I thought maybe if they tell me these stories, that'll start to kind of shape the song. And it did. And after I wrote the first two verses, I realized I was like, this person really sounds a lot like my dad. So I made the third verse very, very specifically about my dad. before he died yeah this was a couple years ago um and yeah so it just came out of that group you know if i hadn't been assigned that title probably would not have come up with a title like that how's your dad like it um i don't know if he ever heard it oh really really. like i mean he he heard it but you didn't send it to him say hey this no i mean he would listen to me practice when i would go like stay with my parents i would all often play like a my mom would say like cameron kim's gonna give us a little concert and like if i had a show coming up after my visit with them pretty close to that i would usually play like for my mom i would just kind of rehearse my set so he heard i'm sure he heard it but he um he passed away back in june and, um, I mean, I had written the song, you know, a couple years ago. I no doubt played it for him, but, I mean, he had, like, dementia and stuff. Like, I don't know, you know, it's like I, I don't remember him, like, responding to it right. or anything. Talk a little bit about the Good Graces, what the Good Graces is. It's, it's a band, it's a right. lifestyle. It's, it's, <laughs> it's all of those things. Floor wax. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, when I started writing songs, I was a drummer for years. And when I started writing songs, um, I, um, it was back in the MySpace days. It was around 2006 when I picked up a guitar and first started just fooling around with it, making songs. And that was what you did if you made music. You had a MySpace page. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just did I don't know. My name is very, you know, Kim Ware. It's like really, really simple, straightforward, but it's like two syllables. It was, I don't know. I just, I felt like I, want, I wanted to give it a name that not, instead of just my name. Right. And also, I mean, it kind of started out as sort of this like fun little side project for me to just do like this little kind of bedroom pop thing, you know? Um, and so that was the name that I gave it. And when I came up with it, my grandmother, her name is Grace. Um, she's not around anymore, but I was. she was a wonderful, wonderful, sweet lady that did so much for me. 
And so I thought of it kind of in tribute to her. And um, when I thought the good graces, it it just seemed so like that's, you know, a pretty common phrase. I thought, surely that name is taken. But I looked it up and it wasn't. So I was like, okay, well, then I'm going to use it. And I just stuck with it. Yeah, and I just kept doing it. And, you know, sometimes when I first started, it was just me. And then I kind of um, expanded it to... Uh, me and my friend John would play with me a lot. We'd play as a duo and um, added a third person for a while. And then after that, it kind of just became whatever I wanted it to be, depending on the show, you know. And sometimes yeah. it was just me and uh, another person or two. Sometimes it was like full band, drums, and everything. And then now I've kind of gotten back to where I do a lot of solo stuff now. Um, for a long time, I didn't like that that much because i'd get stage fright really bad and it was helpful to have other people up there but now now i really like it so it's not it's not the kind of thing where you have songs you write and you think oh this is a kim ware song you think this is a good graces song it's kind of all the same if it's a kim ware song it's a good graces song the only um delineation i give with songwriting stuff is i have been writing some stuff with a good friend of mine um and sometimes I might come up with something before we get together and where it's like, this actually doesn't, it doesn't sound like a good graces. Like, I think I can, I'll work on that with him. Yeah. Um, whereas I think I don't, it's hard to explain, but it's really, it's very obvious to me when I'm working on something. And I think a lot of it has to do with like, is it like super personal and like really like kind of uncomfortably honest if so it's probably going to be a good graces song yeah, yeah. yeah. you say is this song good graceful yeah this right okay Friends I could see 
song that you tried. I like that one a lot. I just, um, story to tell. I haven't been playing that one live as much when I play solo. Um, oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of more of a full band song to me, I think. It, I like that song. Thank you. I love it. In the of course. I love, I love the way it, the recording it. turned out. Um, I almost didn't put it on the record. Because a it is it is kind of different. It's kind of an outlier, but also, I we're worried that it might be a little kind of like, not woe is me, but you know it's just really really raw and personal, and I tend to go there so much anyway that I was like I don't know about this one, but then I realized like those two reasons to not include it are actually reasons to include it you know so i was glad that i did and i yeah i loved um johnny daly played the get to, like the real like kind of spacey noisy rocking guitars on that and I, I, once he added his parts i was like oh yeah this sounds really good i should put that on there yeah do you do any impressions of people my dad oh yeah well, let's hear <laughs> Nobody knows. Or like, me, me like, and a friend. Sometimes those are the best impressions. Yeah. Sometimes they're not. I mean, sometimes it's just like so subtle. My mom like, and my dad, those are the only impressions I do, one? I think. All right, let's hear it. So, um, oh gosh. Yeah, my dad had a lot of funny catchphrases because he was like really, he was pretty serious, but occasionally he would just drop this one liner from out of nowhere. Um, and he was very direct, and he wouldn't hold back. And I remember one time we were kind of in a, not an argument, but we were definitely had a difference of opinion about something. I don't remember what. Um, it was a long time ago. I was probably in college. But I remember telling him something. It was probably some trip I wanted to take or something I wanted to do or whatever, and he didn't think I should. And he goes, well, you're crazy as a loon. <laughs> Like with the pause and everything. Pa- yeah, that's my question. He paused. Yeah. Crazy as a noon. So that was one that me and like my friends would kind of imitate him saying that. One time he, um, my mom was like kind of running around the living room 
She was she was not completely naked, but you know she was comfortable in her own home. So she probably had on like a gown or something. Mm-hmm. And no he, judgment. No, he no. goes, yeah. Linda, get some clothes on. <laughs> so he just little things like that that just were so like him, uh-huh. you know. And I I think I imitated her earlier when I mentioned like I would go home and perform for them and she'd oh, say yeah. um cameron kim's gonna give us a concert she talks a lot like me just a lot higher pitch <laughs> especially when she gets real wound up and sick with kim and she makes my name you know two syllables so, yeah. Kim. yeah <laughs> do you uh do you hear yourself talking like her like real high sometimes uh-huh yeah. when i get especially if i'm like wound up about something is there anybody that you're good at uh when you sing sounding like I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't try to sound like anyone, but there um, have been times that people have mentioned, like Liz Fair and Lucinda Williams. I love both of them, um, but I don't know. I don't know that I sound like anybody in particular. I think I might deliver certain lines. Maybe like might remind somebody of mm-hmm. someone else from time to time, but I, I like to think I I'm trying to just get better at sounding like me. But <laughs> yeah, more from Kim Ware slash The Good Graces in just a few moments. Want to remind you to go check out her music at thegoodgraces.org. Also, you can just go straight to thegoodgraces.bandcamp.com and download her music right away. She's got I think she said five albums out and. One more on the way next year. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music, wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all the podcast-supported uh, apps and websites and all that stuff. Or you can just go to WNC Original Music and listen straight from there or in the top right corner or bottom. If you're on a phone or something, you can see places to subscribe to the podcast. Also available through your smart speakers and uh, just just Google, just Google WNC Original Music and whichever artist you want to hear, and they're probably up there. Also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You'll see uh, some special, some extras from the musicians. Have a lot of video up there, a lot of clips from the show, that sort of thing, and a whole bunch of uh, nonsense too. So, you know, you have to wade through that. And don't forget to wherever you are, whether you're in Western North Carolina or uh Eastern uh, Tibet or Northern um, London or South Argentina. Support local music wherever you are. Go out, listen to it, buy their stuff. Just send them a note and say how much you like their music. Most of the feedback I get from the podcast isn't how good the podcast is itself, like as my part of it. It's always about how good the musicians are. So uh, don't worry about telling me how good the musicians are. Just contact them directly uh, because usually by the time the podcast is done, the musicians aren't speaking to me, so I'm not going to pass it on. This is TJ Burns from Cardboard Box Colony, and you're listening to Kim Ware on WNC Original Music.
to reflect yourself in your grace. It don't have to be in color. You were so black and white. Maybe I should think it over. Give it at least a year. Time for my head to clear as if that's possible. It seems brand new um i mentioned that my dad passed away in june and when when he did like that morning um i needed to go tell his sister my aunt and i didn't want to call her like i wanted to go tell her and i was worried that she would um wake up and then come to the house before I've had a chance to tell her. And I didn't know if she would want to come and see him or not, you know? So I, um, I drove over, it was just probably about a mile, a mile and a half from my parents' house. I drove over to tell her 
And when I pulled in, she lives beside um, a roadside market that my dad owned and operated for years and years. So they kind of share like a driveway. So I turned into like the market and then I saw her in her car and it looked like she was leaving. And I was like, oh, gosh, I got to hurry and catch her. And fortunately, I called her and it ended up she wasn't leaving just yet. She was just driving her car to the mailbox to get her mail. And um, so I told her you know, about my dad. And I asked her if she wanted to come to the house, you know, and see him. And she did. And so she went inside to get, to get on some like proper clothes and stuff before she went over. And, um, while she rode over with me, so I was waiting on her outside her house, just like under her carport, sitting in a chair. And it was kind of the first moment since I had woke up this morning and, and realized that he had passed, it was the first moment that I had just kind of to decompress a little bit and to just, you know, sit down and have like a, a little moment of just not relaxing, but just where it wasn't like kind of crazy, like running on adrenaline and stuff. And I sat down in the chair, I looked up and probably about maybe 15 feet from me or so. Um, all of a sudden this rabbit hopped up and just stopped and looked right at me. Um, and it was the first, it was the first kind of like living thing outside of like my mom, my dad, my brother, my aunt, you know, the, like the first other thing that I had like noticed and my dad had really big ears. (laughs) So. That was kind of (laughs) neat. The rabbit just looked at me and then turned around and hopped off into my dad's orchard. And I tend to, um, as you can, if you could see me, I have a number of tattoos. And I tend to kind of use them as a way to kind of honor certain periods of my life, Mm -hmm. certain things that have happened um, sometimes. So, um a little later, you know, after a month or so, I started thinking, started kind of looking at like designs for like a rabbit tattoo. Um, so that's what inspired that song really? is just the the planning of the tattoo, but it's also a lot about um, kind of the refrain in it. it talks about the feeling of. At least for me, if something really, really big and like life changing and like kind of in a that you know a sad, bad, um, kind of like turmoil, you know, if, if something like that happens, it has a way of making me feel like um, er, nothing is possible, but everything is possible at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so, I try to communicate that in that song also. Nothing is possible, but everything is possible. Mm-hmm. Because this big, huge thing just happened. Uh-huh. It it had a way of making me feel like, like it had a way of, I guess, really dragging me down. Uh-huh. You know, when you feel like, on the one hand, at least for me, I felt like everything was just so hard. You know, like even just making any kind of plan. It, everything seemed so challenging, but at the same time, I think when any just really big event happens, it also has a way of making you realize that, like, everything's really out of your control yeah. and, like, really anything is possible at the like same time. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you guys see the blood orange moon in January? You could be nodding your head either way, and I wouldn't know. Anyway, it was amazing. It was beautiful. And um, like most people I knew, I ran outside. I took pictures of it. I ran back inside because it was really cold that night. And I stayed out much later than I usually do, just admiring the moon. And I was really taken by the fact that I feel like often our differences are really on display, but that night a lot of us were just admiring the moon. I thought that was really cool. So I thought before I go to sleep, I gotta write a song about the moon. So I stayed up even later and put this together. It's called Blood Orange Moonshot. favorites um thematically because I think I do tend to write a lot of not as much sad songs as I used to but a lot of songs that are about about difficulties and about hardships and about challenges you know well that song um I wrote that after the the blood orange moon that um 
In January? <laughs> the blood orange moon situation yeah. back in January, it was, I don't know, did you see it? Did you watch yeah, the yeah. moon that night? Right. Yeah. So um, a lot of us did, right? And it was beautiful and it was amazing. And I did like what so many people did that night, uh, would run out and I would take a picture and then I would come back in and I would look at the picture and because it was cold that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the whole thing ended at about 1230 and then I was going to go back to bed, but I thought that was so beautiful and I loved like just watching like social media and seeing everybody talking about it and posting stuff about it. And I felt, I felt such a deep connection to people and I felt like that was so friggin' awesome because I think it was unifying. Yeah. Yes. And like it, you know, it seems like our differences right now are so like on display, you know, yeah. and it feels like we're really divided in a lot of ways. And that night it didn't. And so I was like, I have to write a song about this moon before I go to bed. So I stayed up until two thirty that morning writing it. That reminds me of, um, What was that song? Uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter has a song, not about oh. the blood moon, but about a similar really? thing. Eclipse. Mm. Uh, oh, uh, Haley's Comet. Okay. About how that comes, it unifies yeah. people, and then it, um, and then it, it unifies people at the time, but also uh-huh. generational. Because it comes every, right. is it 75 years maybe? That sounds right. Um, and then like a grandfather mm-hmm. will tell his That's kids. That's so uh, sweet. Yeah. yeah it's really good. And the blood moon, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of the same thing because it only comes so often. Yeah. 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 This one's on a record I put out a couple years ago called Set Your Sights. And it's called Seven Year Sentence. I'm going to hell. But my friends are there So it won't be lonely I'm going to hell Where everyone cares Cause everyone knows me Well, I'm trying to make sense Of all the Consequences of burning down bridges and fences we mended. I spent the last seven years just pretending I'm not gonna break your heart. I'll see you in hell, but just walk away. Pretend you don't see me The stories we'll tell To get through the day To mask all our grieving Well, I might have lost sight Of what's right and what's honest Yo. 
Seven-year sentence, um, in parentheses, going to hell. <laughs> when I first wrote it, I called it going to hell. But going then I went, yeah. to H-A-Y-E-L-L. Yes. Hell. hell. Yeah, like Kim. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was on my last album, on the Set Your Sights album. And I wrote that for the Facebook group that I mentioned, um, Theme Music. I wrote it very last minute. It was like near the end of the, the two weeks. The theme was heaven or hell, and all of a sudden, I think I was in the bathroom where I do my most, my best thinking. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> I, um, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was in the bathroom. I didn't know how that sentence was going to end. Yeah, I mean, I was, where I do my. I know what most people do about it. No, I mean it seems I, like bathroom. I'll cut all that out. Shower. I write a lot in the shower, but I think this was just I was in the bathroom, and all of a sudden the first line of that song just popped into my head. The I'm going to hell, but my friends are there, so it won't be lonely. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna write a song about hell, I guess, for this theme, and I'm gonna try to just crap it out my butt. Maybe that's why it came to me in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't, like I said, the theme was almost done, and right, I was right. like, ah, oh, but I gotta try to write this. And so I wrote it like, I love it when this happens. Um, although here recently, I'm really trying to spend more time with just like crafting songs and spend more time with them. In other rooms, more. Yes. Yes. Not just bathroom songs. Right. So, yeah. And editing them. Like, I should right. probably edit myself, talking on this podcast. <laughs> Too late. This is going out loud. <laughs> but, um, but at the same time, 
when you write a song and it just it just drops in your brain like that, you know, and it like that song I probably wrote it in fifteen or twenty minutes and it was done. And so I recorded it really quick, just straight to my phone camera for theme music. And then I really thought at the time it felt kind of different for me. It was a different type of song for me. It was I capoed it up higher on the neck than I usually do. I sang out a lot more and just got like kind of louder and more like emotive. Um, and I thought it would be a song for theme music and that was it. But um, after I recorded it, my husband was like, at the time, I was working on my previous record, Set Your Sights, and he's like, no, you have to put that on your record. That's the best song you've ever written. And I was like, oh, okay. And now it is a song that like I pretty much have to play it at every show. Will you tell that story tonight before you play it? <laughs> just like that? Just with, yeah. Or I'll just go around and tell people. Yeah. You know, she crapped us out her butt. I mean, figuratively. Yeah. She said, I'm going to hell. Yeah. Then walked into the bathroom, right. and that came out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it might be more effective if you were going to sleep immediately after. But if you're having problems sleeping tonight, I don't expect you to remember the song exactly, but maybe you can remember the sentiment. Because I wrote this for myself in those moments when it's like 3.30 a.m. and you've woken up. And you have to get up about 7.30 and you can't go back to sleep and it sucks. It's called um, Things Will Be Better in the Morning. Well, I've been awake since a quarter to two And I've counted sheep of every color and hue that each time I think that I know what to do a new list of worries appears well I've tried so hard to let go of the pain to finally move on from mistakes that I've made but each time I think that my debts have been paid that old stack of bills reappears things might get broken before they get fixed we might even miss it when it's over with my heart on my sleeve i'll pretend to believe things will be better in the morning things will be better Things might 
get broken before they get fixed and we might even miss it when it's over with my heart on my sleeve I'll pretend to believe things will be better in the morning with my heart on my sleeve I've just got to believe things will be better in the morning things will be better in the morning it's got to be better in the morning. Thanks, y'all. Thanks so much. Yeah, things will be better in the morning. I wrote that um, a good bit ago, like a year or so ago. And that, for so long, that was going to be the closing song on my new album. Mm. Um, it's an acapella song. It's basically a message that I, I try to tell myself when I'm, you know, that like 3.30 in the morning, i woken up and I can't go back to sleep. Mm. Bullshit, right? <laughs> Can I say yeah. bullshit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you could have been cussing this whole time. It's that, it's that kind of thing. And it's like, it's a song that I, it has actually helped me go to sleep mm-hmm. during those times. And it's just, it's kind of like a lullaby to yourself, I guess, kind of, you know, and it's, um, it's a really, you know, kind of hopeful song, I think, um, just telling myself that things will be better in the morning. And like I said, for so long, I had planned that to be the last song on the new album, but I wasn't entirely happy with the recording of it. And then at the same time, I wrote Blood Orange Moonshot, which occupies a very similar space Mm -hmm. to Things Will Be Better in the Morning. So when I wrote Blood Orange, I decided, oh, that actually needs to be the last song on the album, and I'll say Things Will Be Better for something else. But it's a joy to sing, because I sing it a cappella, and I like to to close my shows with it when I can. I kind of got away from it because here recently I started closing my shows with Blood Orange. But last night I played in Kings Mountain where I grew up at this coffee shop and my mom and my aunt came and my mom is not that age matters that much, but just to give you um, kind of a frame of reference, my mom is in her early 80s and my aunt is 94 and some of their friends came. So they were a little younger, but you know, similar age demographic. A lot of um, of church going people. Uh I can't not play my going to hell song though. Like uh-huh. I can't not play it. So I I was going to play it yeah. last night and it be the last song, but I was like this is too much. <laughs> I need to end with something a little sweeter. Uh-huh. So I didn't well, even they're know. sitting like in my head they're sitting like this close to you <laughs> looking at you they, like they weren't that kid. close but they were they were just like definitely tuned in. Yeah. yeah. And um so very last minute I finished seven year sentence and then I was like, I got to give them something else. But I hadn't played, I haven't sang Things Will Be Better in the Morning in so long that I was like, can I even remember how to sing that? But I, I did, and I really enjoyed it. And I think they really liked that as an yeah. ending. So if if I have time, I like 
I like to play it at the end of a show, um, but it because it is like acapella. It's like it's kind of a lot. It's like, do I have time? I'll sing it really quick. If I don't, then I can't. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Is that your only acapella song you've ever? It written? is. If I wanted to write one for years, and I finally did. Yeah. Is it? Um, I, I'm sure I didn't hear this. I don't know that there's the acapella, but um, is the acapella just one voice? Or you do some harmony or stuff like? It's just one. Like I don't do any, you know, kind of like looping or anything. It's just me. When I recorded it, I did some harmonizing with myself. Um, I kind of like it, just like really simple. Oh yeah, that's what I meant on the yeah. On the, record, yeah. On the recording, I did some stacked vocals yeah. and layers and harmonies and stuff. But but if I do it. Again, I, I kind of like the idea of making it sound almost maybe not as homemade as like singing it into my phone, but like no. just pr- really, really like simple and kind of like just like a song and, that you would sing to yourself. Yeah, sometimes you have that work. Like, right? I mean, you sometimes you sing along to the radio, but sometimes the song you want to hear isn't coming on, so you turn the radio off. You just say, I'm yeah. going to sing this song while I'm driving or right. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, and if you think about the... I mean, I do. I the know. whole... Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's wonderful. <laughs> if you think about the whole idea behind behind the song and how it came to me and what it means to me, it really... It's not produced, you know? It really is more intimate and homemade. Yeah.
tends to get a pretty good response when I play it live. I, I almost always, before I play it, I say, here's a song about wanting to have a baby but not wanting to have a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As it is. I mean, it's a very middle-aged, yeah. child-free woman song yeah. and about like the struggle with, with that decision. You don't have any children? No. Yeah. I know a lot of people, like uh, like I'm Generation X. Mm-hmm. I feel yep. like you might be too. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seems very common in uh, in our generation not to have children. Yeah, I mean, and also to kind yeah. of this is the time when you think about was it the right decision? Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 So that song is all all about that. Yeah, you know, that back kind of that back and forth, yeah. and that like it, for me, it's always been like um afraid i might regret that but i don't feel like that's a good enough reason to do it you know just sit on your hands if that's what it takes not to touch me i'll cover my lips because that makes it harder to kiss your mouth take out my brain maybe that way i'll stop thinking Things that I'm thinking about And put on your coat Cause I think it's gonna get cold, dear I won't sit too close Don't wanna pretend I can keep you warm Take out my heart These feelings, they just don't belong here They'll only stir up the storm I know this is wrong, dear, but it's so hard to be strong here. And I wrote this song cause I can't say it's not going away. Mm-hmm. Here's the solo. 
your ears You don't want to hear what I'm saying And I'll close my eyes I don't want to see how you look at me If I don't go to sleep Maybe I'll finally stop dreaming Of things I know will never be That's probably my second favorite child off the new album. Child? Yeah. Oh. I call them my children. So the, the, the songs are the only children I have. Oh, yeah. Um, What's that about? So Sit on Your Hands was also a Secret Santa title that I got from theme music. And uh, a woman who happens to be a mother, she gave me that title. And I think she was probably thinking of it as like a, Something you would tell a kid, maybe, mm, you know, yeah. if they can't keep their hands to themselves or remind, whatever. Yeah, that's what they used to tell us in church. Really? Sit on your hands. Sit on yeah. Your hands. Yeah. yeah. So, but I took it to be like um, a song about, like, if, if that point in time where two people, they really, really like each other, but maybe there's some reason they can't be together. Like, maybe they're really good friends and they don't want to mess that up. Mm-hmm. Or maybe one of them is attached to another, whatever it is. Um, it's also really fun. Like, that's a really fun time where you're like really crushing on somebody, you know, and it's like, you're, you know, you're not supposed to go there with this person, but you, both of you want to, I think that's important to note because some people sounds, I think need to be reminded, Hey, you can't touch people that don't want to be touched, (laughs) but in this particular song, both people really, they want to go there but there's some reason that they can't do you believe in ghosts hmm i don't i don't think i believe in ghosts in a traditional sense of something haunting something i believe in presence though Mm. you know and like i believe in and visits. I think sometimes some of my dreams are visits. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's a fine line between those two things, maybe. Yeah. But but I can't say with certainty that I believe in ghosts. Yeah. Okay. 
no experience with ghosts or anything. No. Well, maybe the presence like you're talking about, but not ghosts. Right. Yeah. Maybe the presence thing that I think is things like, it's like the rabbit in my oh, inch yard. I was just going to bring that Right? Yeah. 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 That I believe in because I think that is really just something. It's something that, it's a meaning, a meaning that we give to something. You know, it means something to us. So it means something. The day after the rabbit happened, an enormous rainbow spanned from like one side of my parents' house down into my dad's orchard. It was oh, beautiful. Yeah. And I was like, that felt like a sign for us to be like happy, you know, mm-hmm. to give us something. And I believe in things like that. When my, um, have, you know, a number of tattoos. I have this wren right here. Mm-hmm. Um, this came from, oh, my, see, me... yeah, put the mic closer. There you go. You got it. Um, <laughs> when our dog, Manny, we had a schnauzer named Manny who passed away a couple years ago and he, um, he had a really, really bad night. And then we took him to the vet and he died on the vet's table. And when we came back home, we walked into the house and it was, it happened to be a really nice day, even though it was, it was like the, it was the day after Thanksgiving, I think. Um, you know, so it was a little cool, but it was really nice that day. And so we had two other dogs we came home and we kind of didn't know what to do with ourselves. So we took our two other dogs for a walk. And then when we came back in from taking them for a walk, we walked inside the house and, you know, the house was, was basically empty. Our two cats were somewhere, but the living room was empty. And I walked in and I thought to myself, it's going to be really weird to walk into this house and Manny not jump off the couch and run towards me. That's gonna, And I'm thinking that thought. And as I'm thinking that thought, a bird flew by my head into our dining room in the house but and it's like what was that (laughs) i look at my husband and we're just like what is going on and so it was funny because then we like we put all the two other dogs and we put our cats like back to the back of the house you know and shut them back there and then we've got a really really old house with these windows that you can just swing open so we like opened the windows and tried to get the bird to fly out of the house and it was hilarious and we're like chasing the bird and we're laughing and it was like it just felt like something was telling us you can still find things to laugh about you know and so i thought i got the rent we realized after i took you know some pictures of the bird because he had perched in this tree in our dining room we have this little potted tree plant you know he sat on that for a minute i took a picture of him and I looked later and I thought it looked like a little wren. And I looked up wren, like symbolism and stuff mm-hmm. about wrens. And wrens are very, they're fearless. They're very loud. They think that they like rule the roost. They are everything that our dog Manny was. Yeah. And I was like, that is something. Like that meant something, you know? Yeah. So when I got the tattoo, we had, um, Manny, I mentioned he was a schnauzer, and so he had long hair that sometimes when we would get him groomed, we would get, they would cut like a mohawk and spray it a color. Mm-hmm. And we, when, <clears throat> excuse me, after Prince had passed away, we had got him a purple mohawk. So he had a purple mohawk for a while. So my wren tattoo is of a wren with a purple mohawk for Manny. So those are the things I believe in, <laughs> you know, similar to ghosts, but a little, a little different, I think. Yeah. Okay, that's part two with Kim Ware. Really appreciate her being on the show. Don't forget she performs usually as The Good Graces. So look for her music at thegoodgraces.org. 
she plays solo, sometimes with a collection of musicians, and as I said before, uh, as a full band. She's got uh, quite a few recordings and another one on the way this year, so check the show notes for where to find Kim so you can keep up with uh, when that new album comes out. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, WNC Original Music, or go to wncoriginalmusic.com for uh, directions on where to go to subscribe to stuff or to listen to the shows individually right away. For our closing song tonight, a special song from 40 Mile Detour. It's a special song because I really like it, and this is a song I asked them for versus having them send me one, so I really appreciate that. And also that they sent me one uh, kind of last minute because the one I was planning on, for undisclosed reasons, could not be used. So thanks again to 40 Mile Detour for doing that for me. You can find them at 40mildetourmusic.com and also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll have those links in the show notes. They are an Americana band, and they draw their inspiration also from blues, rock and roll, folk, and bluegrass. Here are 40 Mile Detour. Have a good week. Peace.
God's so excited by what you're saying. <laughs>